They fade away. I think that was a fitting song if we're going to talk about Deep Root Pinball today. We're going to do a little bit of an analysis of what we know so far of Deep Root Pinball and where this company will fit into the pinball landscape. And like most of you out there, I know absolutely nothing about Deep Root other than the Raza video we saw a couple days ago and other than what Robert has told us on the panel discussions. And I know a little bit more. Uh, based upon what Robert has told me uh, privately in email. Now, I'll say this. I did hit Robert up, and I said, hey, I'd love to come to Texas to see what you guys have going on. And he basically said, Chris, if you got really excited about what you saw with Willy Wonka, you really won't be able to contain yourself after what you see what we're working on. And so maybe that means I was going to have some heart palpitations. It'd just be too much for Canada to process after I seemingly was a giddy little child after seeing Willy Wonka. Now, now that I've had like a couple weeks to digest Wonka and look at the Raza video, it's you can't really compare. One's a pinball machine and one is a pinball a dream. And one is a real physical thing that I could stand in front of. And one is just a video based upon a John Papaduke property. Okay, so look, let's start with the video of Raza. It's very cool. It, it's got an interesting aspect ratio. I think it gives us a sense of what the animations might be like over at Deep Root. I think it also gives us a sense uh, how they're going to tell the story within a pinball machine. And I've been saying this so many games. They don't do it at all. It's just, just like they drop you into a game and you're supposed to read a crappy little rule card on the left of the apron and there's absolutely no introduction into the world of the game you're about to play. And it's kind of sad and pathetic that pinball games have not evolved when it comes to storytelling. And it's not that hard. And we've seen some companies try to do stuff, uh, but I do think that will be one of the things that Deep Root emphasizes in their games is the story of the machine you're playing. And so we'll see. You know, we don't have much to go on. The animations, they're cool. You know, they didn't like blow me away. Sometimes I just always get this feeling that pinball people and pinball fanatics out there, for those of you who have been following pinball for many, many years, I feel like people's expectations of stuff are so damn low in this hobby that if anyone just makes an effort, a little bit of an effort, or if anyone hires someone with some talent, people are blown away thinking like, this is the greatest thing ever. And like, oh my God, here we are. Like when people look at the animations on the Black Knight and they're like, these are state of the art. It's just, it's kind of sad how we look at stuff in a pinball game. You know, for so many years, you had such crappy art, and then you get, like, good artists on these machines. Are they the best artists on the planet? No, they're not. Like, they're really good artists. Uh, but but the fact that people think, like, well, if it's not Zombietti or Franchi, like, what would we do to get a... There's so many amazing, talented artists out there uh, that could apply their skills to pinball machines, but they wouldn't even think about that. Uh, my point being this. There's a lot more talent out in the world that can improve and advance pinball, uh, but we're so used to the same people. You know, I remember a couple days ago, or maybe it was like a week ago, when Pat Lawler had that quote about Willy Wonka where he's saying something like, this is the most advanced a pinball machine can be in the modern day. 
And the more I think about that, do you believe that? Do you think that Pat Lawler uh, knows how to sort of bring pinball to the next level and knows how to incorporate all the advancements that can possibly go into a game uh, in, in a modern time? And, and my feeling is this. I don't think he's accurate there. I don't and look. And this is nothing against Pat Lawler designs. I think the guy designs pinball machines incredibly well. I think, you know, when it comes to how a pinball machine flows and the shots and the geometry, that's not something you're just going to wake up one day and be great at. So I think, you know, but when it comes to advancing pinball and taking pinball forward in new and interesting ways, I don't know if these designers from yesteryears have the capability to really look at this game anew and look at it with fresh eyes and look at it the way someone who's young, who's hungry, who's a dreamer, who's got an endless imagination would look at the game. And so does that mean that we're going to see much a much different approach from Deep Root than we would from guys like Lawler and Gomez and Richie and Borg. Uh, you know, I don't know. But we also know this. Deep Root has their fair share of those same like older legacy gentlemen with Barry O and Dennis Nornman and John Norris. So they've sort of got this combination of young and old going on over there. You know, Stern's trying to get some young and old going as well. You know, you've got Tim Sexton's 25, and he's coding the machine of, of Steve Ritchie, right? So, but here's my take. Here's what I think is going to happen, okay? I think that what we're going to see from Deep Root is going to be a little bit of an amalgamation. It's going to be a little bit of a collaboration. It's going to be a little bit of, like, the mixing, the mixing and the blending of old and new. Okay, you've going I think you're going to get games that look a lot like what John Papaduke was trying to do with Magic Girl. I do. I, I, I think that you're going to get a game with the screen below the glass. You're going to get games that have incredible use of artwork, are going to be very colorful and vibrant and pop. Like these games are going to pop. This isn't going to be some like crappy art package. We know that J-Pop is over there as a creative director. All right. Now. In terms of mechanical toys and wow factor in pinball, I also think you're going to get a significant uh, attention when it comes to the mechanical toys in the game. And here's why. Because when I've talked to Robert, you know, his, his collection consists of the Bally Williams games of the 90s. And he's a big fan of toys and doing things in a game that haven't been done before. And if you look at LinkedIn, I implore you. I mean, like, let's look at this company and who they've hired. They have a lot of people whose specialty is mechanical engineering, and they're young people, and they've been, uh, they've gone to good universities, and they've had interesting jobs before Deep Root. Do they have pinball background jobs? No. Like these, this isn't a company where the the pro, the predominant background of these gentlemen is pinball, and for that reason, for that reason, and that reason alone. I think that excites a lot of people more than it discourages or makes people skeptical. Uh, because for pinball to really advance, do you really think you're going to see like magic happen at a company that's been doing it the same way for 30 plus years? And I, I know this is like, it's a really weird thing to do. It's a strange thing to do on a show, which is like compare a company like Stern Pinball to Deep Root. 
But the company that comes to mind, and again, I'm just looking at this from a very like high level. I, I don't know. I'm not over there. I haven't seen anything yet. It's really weird that we're talking about a company that's revealed nothing and actually giving them credit, okay? So I, I guess I want to talk about this in hypotheticals. Do we think that Deep Root Pinball is going to be the Dyson vacuum cleaner of the pinball industry? And by that, I don't mean like suck up the competition. I mean, what Dyson Vacuum Cleaners did, and I know a lot about the company because I worked for them. I worked closely with Sir James Dyson for many years uh, when I did his marketing and PR for that company. Um, here's what he did. He took an industry that had not changed at all in 100 years, and he blew it up by simply reimagining how a vacuum cleaner could work. Now, pinball's been very stagnant for a while. And if you look at pinball and you look at a game and you lift a game up and you look at a play field and you look at the, the parts in it, it's been very, very much the same for many, many years. And we haven't seen anyone really look at a pinball machine and sort of make advancements in it, but while retaining the essence of what people love and expect from a pinball machine, which is just basically a world under glass. I mean, that is it. I know I know Stern makes fun of me when I say that, but that is the reason why people love pinball machines. They want to see a theme they love and they want to see that world come to life under glass and they want to see the fun, you know, the silver ball do something really fun and magical. That is what the majority of people want from a pinball machine. They don't care as much about the, the scoring and the way the tournament players approach the game. All that's great and all that will be a byproduct. But the first and foremost important thing is that that world under glass is like is, is pure fun and magic to the people who play the game. I think most of us agree on that. Okay, so have you seen the advancement? Have you seen Stern approach pinball lately with with different eyes? Do you feel like these guys wake up and it's not just Stern, it's Pat Lawler too. It's all these guys who have been doing it forever. Do you think they wake up? And they're dreaming about the possibilities of what could be in a pinball machine for the first time. And are you seeing stuff? Are you seeing stuff in Stern machines that are that seem to reflect that, that dream, that desire to do something that makes you just say, wow, did you see what the ball just did there? And if I've heard one criticism of my giddiness around Willy Wonka, and the more I even think about it, is you, you guys who have said, Canada, you're a hypocrite. You're, you know, where's the wow factor in Willy Wonka in terms of what the ball does in the game? And I'm here to tell you, I think those guys are kind of right when they say that. And I, I, the game is great. It shoots amazingly well. It's a lot of fun. But yes, there's not a moment in that game where you see the ball do something that just feels like magical. It hits a switch, right? The gobble hole turns around on the gobstopper mech. It falls in a hole. Never never does the ball sort of like disappear from one end of the play field to the other. Never does it like, you know, I don't know. I haven't seen like a magnet do anything completely special in the game. Never does the ball like just sort, I don't know. It just doesn't do anything that I would consider to be magical. You know, I always say this, like, when the ball is being grabbed across the play field in Bram Stoker's Dracula, like, that to me is like magic. When the Toadin magic makes the ball disappear. When the shooting stars in the outlanes of Toadin pop up. Like, that kind of stuff. You know, and that's the stuff that I know a lot of you want to see in these games. 
And so will Deep Root bring that to pinball? Will they be the Dyson vacuum of the pinball industry? Will they reimagine the way in which a story can be told? Will they reimagine just the way the game can be played? Right? I think you're going to see stuff like you're going to be able to stop your game and continue when you play again. And you're going to be able to play classic pinball mode, which is you start over every time again if everyone starts from the same point. And I think you're going to be able to play storyline mode. And I think you're also maybe going to see some network play in the game. And we talked about that before. But here's what I've just been feeling lately. And maybe I, this is just me. Maybe you don't feel this way. I, I feel that pinball is in need of a game changer. It's in need of, of like a, someone to come in and shake up what is happening in the pinball industry. And JJP, to me, if you look at pinball, is, is the current game changer. Jersey Jack Pinball is the company that is pushing pinball forward far more than anyone else in pinball. And I think you guys agree with that. And I think we see products that come from Jersey Jack Pinball that have that level of passion and have that level of detail and have that level of sort of like imagination and dreaming going on into the games. Now, sometimes their dreams don't work. Sometimes they have to yank stuff out. Sometimes I think they fall short in certain areas. Uh, and, and so the, the overall package of Jersey Jack games has been somewhat hit or miss for me over the years. You know, I even see it on the Wonka. Like, why, why is the Wonka cabinet on the standard so basic? Why is the art so basic? And it's like, that's the way Pat Lawler wanted it. And then that leads me to be like, well, what's going on? Like, why, why, why is there always a compromise? Why do we always feel like with these modern games, you know, it's like there's always something that feels like that it was half-assed. And can we just get a company to make a game where like every single detail they got right. And I think for the amount of money we're spending, that's the new expectation in pinball. You don't want to have to say like, oh, well, the, the art is really amazing on the game, but the shots are lackluster. Or the toys are really great, but the art sucks. You know, and, and I think people are at the point now where they just don't want to compromise. But if you were to ask yourself in the last five years, like, well, what game has, has given you everything you've wanted in a pinball machine? And it's, I don't know if you really land on a game that had everything. And so what you've had to do is you've had to buy a variety of games that each do things differently, but none of them has really felt like this is a classic. Like this is going to go down as a game that's just amazing, that universally everyone enjoys. And I know we have different tastes. I know that not every game is, is universally like heralded. You know, it's funny too, because some of the greatest games that you consider to be the greatest games of all time, those games were commercial failures back in the 90s and, and they didn't sell that well. They didn't earn that well. Uh, but nowadays, some of those games are considered to be the best of the best. You know, Medieval Madness didn't earn nearly as well as Adam's Family. Uh, Monster Bash, they, these games didn't earn as well as like Terminator 2. Uh, but it's, it's, it is what it is, right? But all that changes, I think, by the end of this year. So what's exciting about this year is that by the end of this year, we, everyone's cards are going to be on the table. I mean, Deep Root will have to show us what they're working on. You know, the fact that they're saying, you know, what they're going to do to pinball is going to, like, blow everyone away. They're going to, like, you know, they're going to change the game. They're going to bring, like, this 
completely like newly imagined sort of version of pinball to life, but it's still going to retain like what we love about pinball. The key question I have is just how much are these games going to cost? How are they going to do that? How are they going to manufacture? All that is yet to be seen. All that is yet to be seen. But when I went on their LinkedIn and I saw the ages of the people who work at Deep Root, I can't help but feel that they've got a lot of young people that are going to look at pinball differently. I think they have a lot of people from various backgrounds that aren't normally on a pinball design team that are going to bring their expertise to the pinball game. And here's what I'm hoping for. Here's what I'm really hoping for. Whenever I play a Zen pinball game and I look at the Zen table, they, it's just they're so cool. And then I look at a real pinball game and they always seem like kind of barren and lackluster and just missing so much of what Zen designs put into their games. Now, I know that it's a virtual pinball experience. I'm not an idiot. I know that. But what I'm saying just from a design standpoint, why does Zen pinball have more creativity when it thinks about the layout of their games than the real pinball companies that are making the physical games that are so much more expensive than the Zen Studio games. Just all you got to do is go look at all the Star Wars games that Zen Pinball has put out and tell me that the Star Wars game you got is even close in terms of creative layout, in terms of artwork, all the things that we were told, you know, working with a licensor was really hard. And yet they worked with Disney and they made their games look spectacular. And the physical game we got from Stern when it came to Star Wars looks like it was it was phoned in. It just didn't have any of the wow. You know, and so that's where we're at. And I think that's why Deep Root Pinball has 60 pages of people wondering what's going on. I mean, given it's probably like the same eight guys talking to each other over and over and over for 60 pages. Uh, but we're going to see sooner than later what these guys are going to deliver. All right. Now, how do you guys feel about where we're currently at in pinball? Are you satisfied? Are, do you think Deep Root's going to change the game? Do you think they're just going to be vaporware? Or does Robert Mueller know what he's doing? And has he assembled a team of people that are going to, when they pull the curtain back, drop the mic? I would love to hear from you at canadapinball at gmail.com. I look forward to one day seeing these Deep Root games. Uh, whether or not Robert will invite me to the studio, we'll see. I have also probably learned a lesson that when I see anything, uh, getting too excited too early on might not be the best <laughs> for you guys who listen to the show uh, because your expectations will always be too high to be met by anything. Uh, but, you know, look, I've talked to someone who's seen the Deep Root stuff and they were very professional and did not reveal anything to me. So that, that is interesting. Although I did hear one thing. He said, Chris, you're going to want a magic girl. Now, speaking of magic girl, someone's trying to sell those for $18,000. And I I was laughing because the first comment was best game ever. (laughs) Um, You're going to see all these magic girls go up for sale. If Raza comes out and is like, holy cow, amazing. John Papaduke's Zidware magic girls. I don't, who's going to want them? Who, why would you want this broken version of a game that's about to be made and made into a magical working version of the game? I would sell my magic girl today if I were you. All right. All right. What else is going on in pinball? So here's the thing. 
I keep getting wrong what's going on next at Stern. And now I want to tell you what I think is going to happen at Stern. I want to tell you what I think Brian Eddy's game is. And again, I've been I, there's just there's only so many designers and only so many themes Stern is working on. So eventually, eventually I'll get it right. And I think this one starts to make sense when you think about it. What movie is coming out May 31st? What movie is hitting the big screen in a really big way, starring a really big main character? What movie would it make a lot of sense to have that pinball machine ready to go uh, in the summer of 2019 to coincide with the fandom that's going to be pretty, pretty like awakened uh, when the movie hits theaters? What theme do we know Stern has the license to that they stole from Spooky Pinball? And what theme would make a lot of sense to give a guy like Brian Eddy, who loves toys, and we know he loves to make pinball magic under glass, what would be a great theme to give him? What if Brian Eddy is actually doing Godzilla, and that is the game that he is doing? Now, if they're doing Godzilla, which makes total sense to release that game this summer, would they also do Jurassic Park? I mean, two sort of like kind of big lizard games at once would they do that stern or what if it's just godzilla and what if this whole jurassic world thing is just something to throw us all off Uh, because it does not seem to make sense to release jurassic world now it would make much more sense to release godzilla with the movie in theaters so we'll see if that happens but that's my final guess i'm done guessing i my final guess my final answer mr trebek is that Brian Eddy will be on Godzilla, which will come out this year. All right. Will I be right? Will I be wrong? We'll know in a couple months. We'll know in a couple months. Anything else? Anything else going on in pinball? Oh, man. It's like, uh, you know, I got to say this. I got to say this. Isn't it amazing how fast the hype just, just sort of comes and goes nowadays? I mean, it feels like we saw Willy Wonka a year ago. feels like we saw Black Knight a year ago. It was just a couple weeks ago. Uh, I think the ultimate lesson for all of us is that the only people who sort of have an inability to stay excited for a game for very long are those of us who go on the forums every day and talk about pinball too much. I mean, for us, we're always so amped to see what's next, but then when we see it, it quickly gets old and we quickly move on to the next. Now, the majority of people who buy pinball machines, they're not aware yet of Willy Wonka. They're not aware yet of, they haven't played the Black Knight probably. Uh, I think most people who buy pinball machines outside of like operators, right? Most people, uh, they go into a distributor or they like, their distributor calls them up and says, hey, I got this game, Willy Wonka. Uh, You know, do you want one? Uh, most of those calls probably go out to consumers when games are in boxes and distributors need to move inventory. So, you know, just because even like when I see Willy Wonka post by Jersey Jack Pinball on Facebook and it's like order yours today. So like order yours today, you know, and, the, and let's say let's say they show the collector's edition. Order your Willy Wonka today. When am I going to get it? If I order Collector's Edition Willy Wonka today, April, like what, 24th, 25th, whatever today's date is, if I order it today, I might not get it, let's see, April, May, June, July, August, like September, like I don't know because they're making standard editions, then they're making limited editions, and then they're making Collector's Editions. How many months is that going to be? 
I mean, it could be anywhere from like four to six months until I get my game. And who who's going to want to order something for $12,500 and then wait six months? And I, I've got my hand up right now. I'm waiting for it. Uh, I don't mind waiting for it. But again, I just think it's kind of silly that you can order it today. I mean, do you remember when they showed Oktoberfest in October? That was the same situation. The order banks opened up. The game wasn't even finalized. And it's like, order yours today. And so, you know, the, the only company that continues to do it right is Stern. Is The second the order banks open up, games are going out already. I don't know why anyone has any other approach than that. It just, it just makes absolutely no sense. And so, will Deep Root, will they also understand that concept that if they show Raza, will they be able to make it and sell it to you immediately? Now, here's what I think they might do. Uh, they, they could always say like, we're going to show Raza and the first ones are going to go to the Zidware customers that need to be made whole. But, you know, there's going to be demand for this game. There, there's just no way around it. I mean, Deep Root must know that. Um, so I don't know how they're going to handle manufacturing. Uh, Robert has said before that he will get you a game within two weeks. Uh, I, I will say this. I bet you when we see the manufacturing process over at Deep Root, right, whatever the Octo is, it's not going to look like Stern's manufacturing line. It, it, the, the, the Stern does stuff the old way. Maybe there is a more efficient way uh, to do this. And again, you have to remember, a lot of the reason why Stern's factory line looks the way it does is because they're still soldering. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, all the ways they're making the game are still sort of very similar to the way they made the game for decades, from 30 years ago. So they've just sort of, they've just sort of made a bigger version of the old way to make pinball machines. There's not that level of like innovation on the game itself. And so, will we see a different way to make a pinball machine? And have they modernized stuff? I mean, I think people have been saying a lot about like, like let's look at switches, for example. And is there just a better way to have a switch on a pinball machine? Does it have to be a physical piece of metal that the ball rolls over? Or could you use some sort of like infrared or ball tracking, you know, technology to figure out like when a switch is triggered? And that see, that's what's going to be interesting is how much of this game has Deep Root looked at, deconstructed, and advanced in a way that will make manufacturing much easier. Uh, because, you know, again, I don't think we're going to see them just trying to do what Stern has done. I don't think you're going to lift a Deep Root playfield up and see like, uh, like a crazy wiring harness the way you've seen in other games. I just don't think you're going to see it. They might have figured out a way to make these games simpler. Now, do you think Stern is worried about them? Do you think other people should be worried about Deep Root? They have to be somewhat concerned that this company has a lot going on. They have to be. This isn't just like Robert and J-Pop, like, you know, circle jerking each other somewhere. This is like a, this is a lot of people working on this stuff. How will they make up the money that they've invested in all these people? I don't know. It means they must have plans to sell a lot. A lot of people have those kinds of plans. Uh, but if I was people like American Pinball, I'd be worried. If I was someone like Spooky Pinball, I'd be worried. If I was someone like Jersey Jack, of course I'd be worried. Uh, you know, Stern probably doesn't worry as much because they just have such a lockdown on this stuff. Uh, but look, everyone else is going to be worried. Deep Root is not going to come out and 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 just want to like, you know, it's this, this whole thing of like more pinball is great for everybody. 
there are so many companies that if these guys, if they succeed, it will put people out of business. There, there's just only so many games people will buy. The thing is this, if they also succeed in advancing pinball, this is the other part that I think for you guys out there who are pinball collectors and buyers and owners, you have to have this somewhere in the back of your mind. If they succeed in doing what they want to do, and they really do, like this is all hypothetical, okay, so don't get mad at me. If they really do elevate the game of pinball significantly, it's going to make the old games feel really old and dated if they're able to make that kind of leap forward, okay? Like a bagged vacuum cleaner is no longer like can sell for four or 500 bucks when Dyson comes out. And so if that happens, what would happen if they really do push it forward and then a lot of people who have a lot of the older games, what if those games start to lose value because they the, the demand for them really starts to dry up in pinball? And I think we're already starting to see that more and more is that a lot of these games, the demand is drying up and the ability to sell them quickly uh, for the price you paid is also evaporating quickly. But you know, people don't wanna think about that. They just wanna think like, I buy pinball, I enjoy pinball, uh, it's, not, you know, it's not an investment, but in the back of all of our minds, we do wanna feel like we could get out of it and into a new game without losing that much money. So will that happen? Will people's collections uh, that have that have held strong for many many years. What happens if your collection loses like twenty or thirty percent of of its value? You know, will you be able to like stomach that? And you know, maybe everyone will just realize that maybe these things weren't meant to be investments, and they're not. And we all know that. But we've been lucky. We've been lucky. This is like one of the the greatest toys to buy as a grown adult that doesn't lose value. Namely, you know, you look at cars and TVs and other stuff. You, you, you can get hammered. Uh, don't even get me started on like fashion. You get hammered on stuff that you could buy that doesn't hold value, all right? All right, everyone. So we'll see. We'll see. It's going to be an interesting two months. Uh, Deep Root Pinball. Lots of young people. Lots of ambition. Lots of bold claims and promises. Uh, but soon enough, soon enough, we will see what they have cooking over there in Austin, Texas. Uh, and not Austin, San Antonio. Sorry, guys. God, it's early in the morning in San Antonio. Uh, but it's going to be an amazing two months. I can't wait. All this stuff's going to collide, whether it's Jurassic World, Godzilla, Oktoberfest, Alice Cooper, Willy Wonka, Deep Root Pinball. You can just keep going down the list of stuff that's all going to be trying to sell at the same time. It's unbelievable. There are going to be winners and losers uh, but what is great is we will have a ton to talk about over the next couple months. Have a great day, everyone. Oh, hey.